world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land of freedom for God and from poolside in Naples, Florida, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. So week two and a half in uh, beautiful, sunny Naples, Florida, land of the no masks and carry anywhere you want and not pay much taxes, but don't try to buy a house because you will <laughs> get outbid in three and a half seconds. Because all the New Yorkers and New Jersey folk are there, right? What does that tell you about the blue states? Oh, I don't know. Right. What right, could right, it tell right, you? Right, right. Want to get out. So a lot of you have seen the teaser video. You see I'm wearing those big cataract shades. <laughs> I'm doing that. <laughs> it's great. I'm doing that in preparation of moving down here because I've seen so many variations of those big glasses from the square ones to the round ones. I like these because I look like a big effing wasp. (laughs) (laughs) That makes perfect sense. And I'm also looking for mid-80s, either a Mercury Grand Marquis in Sunflower Yellow. Yes. Are a mid '80s Lincoln Town Car in burgundy with the Landau roof and Landau bars and Landau lights. And then you have to find a members-only jacket. I, I please, I would prefer. <laughs> I, I used to have black, but a beige one with the epaulets. Oh and yeah, the yeah, 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 and the yeah, shoulders. Yeah. Oh, and, absolutely, yeah. and the whole bit. So yeah, so I need a big need me a big boat down here. So most of the cars in this area are newer, but the occasional. Grand Marquis and the occasional Lincoln Town Car pops up. So, <laughs> so the, those are, those are the folks who came. Those were the pioneers who came down ahead of you. Yeah. They, they came down first. These people. You know, when we ask somebody if they like a politician, if they support the Second Amendment, they go, "I support the Second Amendment," but, but yeah, right. So for the past two and a half weeks, this is what I've been dealing with. It's no secret. That I'm on vacation. I posted it on social media and everything. And to be quite honest with you, this is the first non-work-related sabbatical since July 2nd of last year when we reopened. I've been working seven days a week, except to get away for a board meeting or something here or there, which is still work. So I've received over 100 emails, messages, requests, social media, etc., etc., I know you're on vacation, but but can you answer this 17-part question for me? Yeah, what's wrong with that? Yeah, I have 84 employees, so I've been telling everybody, please email info at gun for hire and my staff responds within 15 minutes and gives them an answer. But I love this. I I hope you're having a great time on your vacation, but I want to interrupt it now and give you work because I don't know how to search the internet. Thank you all. I love you so much. That's great. I do. I love you so much. So listen to this message we got on Yelp. You ready? This is one of the reasons why we can't have nice things. (laughs) 
This person posted this message, Sandy, on a Yelp public question forum, not a direct message to Gun for Hire. Right. I am applying for a CCW permit in New Jersey. One of the requirements is to get certified by professional gun instructor. Can someone do that for me without attending the class? Like watch me how I handle the gun and get certified. I'm not really new on handguns. I'm not really new on handguns. I'm not really new on handguns. So we're going to start with the English language, I imagine. Yes. I was thinking first that we were going to have Zoom qualifications, but why even have video? We're just going to have phone qualifications. Hey, Sandy, go ahead. Shoot the target, Sandy. What'd you hit? Did you you pass? All right, good. I'm 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 going to email you your certificate. (laughs) Hey, look. I've uh, I've heard tell of people in the past doing things like oh, that. Oh, I know. We could talk. <laughs> I could I we? could name names. <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's never good. We we all know all we right. all know that. So, uh, so uh, the meat puppet gave his State of the Union address the I other night. Did not tune in as did most of the nation. Not tune okay. In. Well, out of all the things he said, Gene Rossi sent me this email. I didn't watch it, but I, I saw all the feeds bring this up. And he wrote, Aunt, I'm floored. This nitwit in the White House actually said that we the people in the Constitution refers to the government. What? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Did yeah. he really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He explained it. He <clears throat> said when the Constitution was written, we the people was the government because they're the ones that wrote the Constitution. So it was like, you know, when he says, come on, man. So we the people were the people in that room that signed the Constitution. It was not the citizens. Oh, my God. They oh, really yeah. believe that. Yeah, and he and so Gene wrote, this guy is so, causing such anxiety in this country. It's all going to blow off like a pressure cooker. I agree. Now, look at Gene. Gene escaped New Jersey to go to Delaware. And Delaware, you know, remember people said just move? Yep. Delaware is mm-hmm. getting hammered from 27 different angles. Yeah. Mag bans, training rec- requirements, all kinds of carry restrictions and everything. It used to be free. Now Maryland is catching up to, oh, excuse me, Delaware he's in. Delaware is catching up to Maryland. Gene moved to Delaware. I apologize there. I got a little excited. Uh, but unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. Well, a lot he, of so people think people, a, a body of water is going is to separate them from uh, you not know, tyranny. No. So the question to President Meat Puppet would be, if we the people refers to the government, who are we then? Yeah, the we, non-government. Yeah, we must be, I don't know, these subjects. Ah, there it is. The unwashed masses. How dare thy? You know, Diane and I have been watching this uh, series on, I think it's Netflix, uh, Poldark. And uh, Nappin turned me on to it. He said, "Look, watch Poldark. It's you got to watch it. It's really Poldark. Poldark. Yeah. It, it's it's about a guy who was British and came to uh, America to fight the Revolutionary War, and in a sense, adopted all of the things that made Americans Americans and went back. Like was." was inculcated with with the with the American ideals and went back and he's now trying to live in Britain under the tyranny that was there and the the hierarchical systems that were there and it's just it's just amazing you look at it and you say oh my god it, we we fought against this and now it's happening here again where the potentates make the rules and 
and and everybody has and and there is no justice the justice is what they decide it's going to be wow i want to watch it yeah it's it's very good so let's talk about some super duper unbelievably exciting news that is going to define if the supreme court is compromised or not this is it ladies and gentlemen you know i've been so optimistic for the past 20 30 years and optimistic with cases that have been hitting the supreme court only to have them kick their can down the road now last year the supreme court did decide to take a 2a case which was the new york city case about transporting around uh, outside the five barrels okay but the the only substantive case taken before that was 12 years ago with heller so finally this week, April 26, the United States Supreme Court agreed to hear a Second Amendment challenge to New York's highly restrictive carry law. That's New York State Rifle and Pistol versus uh, Corlett. This is the one that's backed by the NRA. The move signals that the high court will finally make a ruling on a right to carry in the future. Like New Jersey, New York violates the U.S. Constitution by making carry permit applicants first proof to bureaucrats that they have a sufficient reason to carry a firearm and the permit can be denied for a failure to do so. But this directly violates the Second Amendment, which guarantees citizens the fundamental right to bear arms without having to demonstrate need. If the appeal succeeds, it will likely have a key impact in all the restrictive carry states, including New Jersey. There's 18 of them, eight of them, by the way, eight states. This could eventually prove a major benefit to our own case, the ANJRPC's uh, carry case, which is Mazera versus Gruel. The New York case will likely proceed to briefing and oral argument over the summer and into the fall, with a decision likely during the early of 2022, if not sooner. This is going to be it. This is our. This is the last case. Now that the court is roughly five three one, with Roberts as a wild card, right. we have enough votes. The, obviously, they had enough votes to grant cert. Thomas is probably very happy. Okay, but now what is going to happen? Are we going to get a win? Are they going to kick the can further down the road? They reworded the uh, the lawsuit, um, the court case, to make it a little more restrictive, which is not a bad thing. But this could be the defining moment on whether or not we are going to be allowed to carry a gun outside of our home. Now, of course, the left rage mob freak that we have to stack the courts now because if we don't stack the courts, the U.S. is going to become the wild, wild west, even though this ruling would only affect eight states. Right. Eight states, 52, 52 states. I love it. I'm Obama. 42 states already allow people to carry. They have uh, may issue uh, laws are wide open it's only new york case will only affect eight states but we have to stack the supreme court we have to pack it right now because it's going to be the end of the united states as we know it by letting us the unwashed masses carry a gun so this could be it this could be thomas's swan song before he retires ladies and gentlemen i'm telling you right now this is huge 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 for all of us and we're going to have to keep watching it uh, there's so much data written about this. Uh, the New Republic uh, wrote a great article about this. You know, will the Supreme Court let Americans carry guns for any reason? 
Again, everybody dismisses that 42 states already allow carry. Right. It's only eight states. What they're doing is they're creating this hysteria because now you know f- the uh, the eight attorney generals are going to write uh, briefs saying that we the, the Supreme Court should strike this down. Prominent Democrats are going to come out and threaten the Supreme Court. And I believe that the Supreme Court is compromised because... N- None of the conservative justices, except Thomas, the other conservative justices are worried that they're going to get Kavanaugh. And I've said this a million times. And who needs that, right? So right. easier to kick the can down the road until you retire than make a damn stand. Right. Okay. Exactly. In 2017, Justice Clarence Thomas claimed that his colleagues were treating the Second Amendment as a disfavored right compared to the First and Fourth Amendment. For those of us who work in marbled halls, guarded constantly by a vigilant and dedicated police force, the guarantees of the Second Amendment might seem antiquated. Thomas wrote in a dissent joined by Neil Gorsuch. But the framers made a clear choice. They reserved to all Americans the right to bear arms for self-defense. Is that not quite apropos? Absolutely. But he is going to be creamed and but he doesn't care all right he already went through the whole anita hill thing where right. you know joe biden meat puppet attacked him and everything right. so we we don't have a problem with him it's the rest of them i'm worrying about barrett i worry about kavanaugh okay because kavanaugh got crushed the worst i'm worried about kavanaugh and i'm worried about barrett so let's talk about <clears throat> Uh, stacking the court. I'm reading the New York Post on April 29th, and I see this huge op-ed about court packing isn't just a bad idea, it's downright unconstitutional, Sandy. And you know who the author was? Who? Daniel L. Schmutter. (laughs) The Post gave him a huge op-ed. Wow, that's amazing. Yes, and and Dan wrote, Rep, Rep Jerry, Jerry Nadler and uh, Senator Ed Markey, Massachusetts, are proposing a bill to pack the U.S. Supreme Court by adding four new seats. The obvious aim is to dilute the power of the court's conservative majority. Uh, commentators have furiously debated the wisdom of such a move, but paid very little attention to whether Congress even has the authority to do so. He wrote, is so-called court packing constitutional? No. The text of the U.S. Constitution strongly suggests that Congress simply doesn't have the power to pack the high court. Congress has determined the number of seats since the beginning of the Supreme Court, but where does Congress get this power? Under the Constitution. But the Constitution is not for us people. It's for the government. Right. Right, Joe Biden. Uh, Under the Congress, Congress is a body with enumerated powers. That is, Congress only has these powers granted to under the Constitution and no other. As it turns out, there is no specific grant of power to Congress under the Constitution to set the size of the Supreme Court. Okay? That someone in Congress under the necessary and proper clause, just, but just because Congress can initially set the number of justices of high court, does not mean Congress can later manipulate the size of the court to shift the balance of judicial power. But wouldn't that seem to make common sense? Yeah, <laughs> you would think. So he wrote, Dan wrote, since Chief Justice John Marshall's landmark opinion in McCullough versus Maryland, 1819, the Supreme Court has interpreted the necessary and proper clause in a sweeping manner, resulting in a significant expansion of congressional authority. 
This has been largely accomplished through a broad reading of the word necessary, which the opinion in McCulloch defines as strictly necessary, not strictly necessary, but as convenient or useful. Oh my God, I hate politicians. In this way, Congress has exercised exceptionally broad authority to make laws impacting nearly every aspect of our life. But in addition to being necessary, as broad as that is, a law enacted under this provision must also be proper. And there's the rub. In McCulloch, the court explained that proper means consistent with the letter and spirit of the Constitution, and it must be legitimate. This strongly suggests that when evaluating a claim of congressional power under necessary and proper clause, we must examine motive and intent. Put another way, Congress gets to exercise the necessary and proper power only when it appears appropriate for it to do so. Can it reasonably be said that court packing an act whose goal is to materially alter the balance of power in Washington for explicitly ideological ends lies within the letter and spirit in the Constitution? Hardly. You know what gets me is the Supreme Court, Dan Schmutter, you're, I know you're listening to this, um, uh, and I appreciate you writing this op-ed and constantly fighting for us at, at the U U.S. level and at the New Jersey level. Absolutely. <clears throat> Can any of the justices or the chief justice speak out about this? Like, I haven't heard them say anything. I've heard retired justices like, well, Ruth Bader Ginsburg didn't believe in packing the court. And I know Anthony Kennedy, who's still alive, came out and said he doesn't believe packing the court is the way to go. Uh, I would love, Dan, for you to answer that, please. And Dan, when we get back into the studio, we will definitely have you on to talk about this and a few other things. Here's a great one, too. A segue right into Dan Schmutter here. <clears throat> Dan Schmutter, our NRA-backed, ANJRPC-backed uh, MAG ban case is still proceeding. And Dan is asking the U.S. Supreme Court, obviously, uh, to hear that MAG ban case. I'm trying to get it to load. I'm having a little difficulty right now, ladies and gentlemen. But, you know, <clears throat> here it is. ANJRPC asked U.S. Supreme Court to hear magazine ban appeal. This was on April 27th. In the wake of the U.S. Supreme Court agreement yesterday to hear a right-to-carry case from New York, ANJRPC has filed a request asking the High Court to agree to hear our carry case, which is 10 rounds. This is headed by Dan Schmutter and Scott Bach as well. So you see, we over here in these states that we're supposed to leave, we're here fighting for everybody's rights because this will have long, long effect on all of your lives, ladies and gentlemen. So fight, we continue. Yes, I'm looking for property, a house in Florida, but I'm not looking to move here. I still have gun for hire and I'm only 60 years old. I just want a place to come down and relax. I want a place to come down and uh, enjoy the warm weather because the bones are getting old. <laughs> and maybe eventually when I'm around 70 to retire down here. It's nice not wearing a mask everywhere, Sandy. Yeah. It's, it's nice not dealing with 25, 30, and 50 percent capacity requirements it really it really is right uh, i have to say it it's nice that i can buy geritol and prune juice at every fast food uh restaurant and uh, <laughs> uh cvs and walgreens and rite aid down and there fiber <clears throat> i need my fiber i use uh, the metamucil cookies i love them that's good i yes. eat them on the show sometimes you should get them as a sponsor <laughs> <clears throat> i should get metamucil if anybody out there is uh knows, has, metamucil. knows anybody metamucil <laughs> i'm really interested in uh having you on how much time do we have left in this segment uh, we've got about 10 minutes all right so real quick a little sad news uh brad haupt aka wheels 
who's offering this tremendous discount on Mama Yolanda's traditional sauces. Uh, unexpectedly, his brother passed away last week. Wow. And, uh, you know, we, we did the 15% discount on uh, the purchase of all his uh, products, and he got slammed with orders. Thank you all for your support. And one order slipped through the cracks and had an unhappy customer, and Brad sent an email, blind copied me, and uh, apologized and made good for it. But it was because of uh, his brother passing away. He was offline for an entire day. So our condolences to uh, Brad's brother. Uh, so S supporting those who support you brad wanted to thank everybody for their orders for mama yolanda's traditional sauces and let everybody know if you go to mamayolandas.com and use the code crimeproof at their shopify website you will get 15 percent discount on all the triple and six packs of our of our products so support those who support you and go out and support those guys and show brad your support because uh his brother passed and uh, he still has the time to make good and, and, and fix a problem with a customer and email me an apology, which I told him was not, you know, not need, needed at all to give to give me any apology in any way, shape or means. Uh, but uh, our condolences. So, you know, almost every week I'm plugging John Petrolino with his book, uh, Decoding Firearms. Right. Man, you know, Sandy, Sandy, you're a big counterthink person. And John wrote this article, and as soon as I read it, the first thing I thought about was you. So John wrote this article for Bearing Arms, and everybody should go and search it. It was published April 26th. <clears throat> How about subsidizing training rather than mandating it? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So they want to mandate training, mandate <clears throat> training. So Sandy, um, uh, this is what John is saying. Instead of pushing us to do that how about giving us a tax break how about giving us credit cash back if we take a training course this is now again this is not to own a gun or make it a requirement we're not talking for required training right right, right? we're right. talking about that if you want to go for volunteer training how about if you want to, you know any firearm training should be tax deductible should an individual opt to take advantage of the formerly mentioned tax deduction a tax credit would be applied subsequent training after any basic safety class would qualify for additional tax credit any child under the age of 18 that takes firearm training the parent or legal guardian is eligible for a tax credit for up to the full amount of the training public schools would be required to teach non-politically biased safety training to all children such as the nra's eddie eagle class police departments in any jurisdiction of the state would offer firearm safety training for free to residents if requested subsidized by the state you know project child safe through the nssf is free locks Every police department gets them, so and every gun that you buy has a, a trigger lock in it or a cable lock. And the Eddie Eagle program is taught for free all over the United States, right? So we do it. We put our money where our mouth is, right? Well, we care, actually care about safety, where if the government and the left actually did care about safety, which they don't, it would never be about that. They would support these things. But you know, with the Cass Sunstein nudge group, mm -hmm. that they're going to nudge you the way they want, which is to not to, to to take your firearms away, not to make them safer. So he wrote, also wrote, uh, police departments in any jurisdiction will offer firearm safety training for free to residents if requested, subsidized by the state or the government. Uh, any firearm storage device, case, bag, sock, or locking mechanism would be tax deductible. 
I love this. Any holster that covers the trigger guard of a firearm would be tax deductible. Ammunition purchased for the purposes of marksmanship training would be tax deductible. That'll be a tough one to control, John, but I like it. Firearms trainers and our training facilities would be exempted from any sales tax. Any personal protection equipment, such as hearing protection and eye protection, would be tax deductible. All right. And he wrote, this is not an exhaustive list. The possibilities are endless on this subject. If the talking heads that are looking to actually affect public safety incentivize it, offer up the carrot, not the stick, all of the freedom-limiting laws are in the interest of public safety. So why not allow those that actually want to learn and train do so by encouraging it? Mm. All right. We Again, you already summed it up. <laughs> we know why we wouldn't want to encourage it. But guess what? I think it'd be a great idea. Oh, absolutely. Sure. So, so, so Caitlyn Jenner is running as a Republican governor for California, which used to be that. Bruce Jenner. And the left is attacking Caitlyn Jenner for being a trans person. <laughs> because so you got the wrong letter after her name yes so you're only you're only held up in honor if you're a trans person and you're a liberal right you can't be a trans person and be a conservative very you see interesting that with gay conservatives you see that with black conservatives you see that with hispanic conservatives you see that with any conservatives it's the same thing universal yeah. hate you know, this neo-racism stuff that's rearing its head in our yeah, country it's now? so sad. You know, Tim Scott had the uh, rebuttal um, to Joe Biden's speech for right. the Republicans the other night. And trending on Twitter for like 20 hours was Uncle, Uncle Tim. Tim. And Twitter didn't take it down for like 20 hours. It's just and, unbelievable. And it was all of the left attacking him. And even prominent white talking heads, Joy Bear was saying that oh. he, he doesn't know racism. You know, this is a <laughs> white woman lecturing a black man. That's exactly right. It's so, this is what I love about white liberals. It's just, so, and, and you can't even call them liberals. These are just, no. these are white progressives who. So, what Joy so Bear should do is she should. L leave whatever that show she's on and let an African-American woman take her spot. Absolutely. Right? Because she's exercising her white privilege there. That's but right. Yet, so Tim Scott, whose grandfather, they came from slave owners, Uncle Tim. Mm -hmm. And Twitter allows it. He, he, Twitter he came, allows and, it. And, you know, where they all, <clears throat> all his siblings slept in one bedroom. Yeah. So he had privilege. And, and he makes it to the Senate and the guy could be president one day and i hope he's president i do one too day. yeah i do too. but but this neo-racist shit that's going on where everything is segregated uh back again you know i kind of miss the whole racism thing thank god you know when martin luther king and everything in the 50s where they really opened the floodgates and you know we got as much equality as could possibly be ingested i guess and digested I kind of missed all that, and growing up in, in Newark and then Belleville in racially poor neighborhood, our common denominator were we all poor. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 
Yeah, we were we just all poor together, you know. So what'd you do to what'd you do for summer vacation? Uh, oh, I went skiing in Aspen. Oh, that's nice. I hung out by the fire uh, club. All <laughs> 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 my friends, you know. and we didn't even have the state uh, mandated sprinkler. We just opened that mother up and used a tin can or a tile to get some of the water pressure down. So we but put anyway. all our money together. We went and shared an Italian ice. Yeah, we used to go. We used to go to the. Uh, Corner store, uh, Kay's corner store, and they had actual for you, young people out there. Penny candy was actually a penny. Yeah, it was actually a penny. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, you know we would have me and uh, Jimmy Salters and a few other my friends. We would have about you know, fourteen <coughs> cent. Right, and, right, and, and load up on sugar. Did, <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know they had these little six or eight ounce plastic things, almost shaped like a hand grenade, Sandy, with a, a colored juice in them. Juice oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that would colored be colored water. Fun. Yeah, colored <clears throat> sugar water. Yeah, and when you drank it, it was so sugary it burned. <laughs> exactly. Do you remember yes. that? Oh yeah. And the wax things that you bit the top off of and had the what same. Was that crap was sugar in it. water? That was sugar water too. <laughs> but those little chemicals and <laughs> those little plastic things had a, a, a foil top that you peeled off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember? Right, right. And they were a nickel. That was a nickel when I yeah, was a kid. Right. And we used to drink that sugar water, and then we'd run around like chickens without heads <laughs> throughout the streets of North Newark, breaking windows on abandoned buildings and shit. Right. Because that fun. was our explore, exploration. <laughs> was, okay? Yeah. We went fossil hunting and found an occasional wino or dead body. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, poking, poking the wino with a stick. Let's go poke the wino with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> and oh get him to buy a spear. <laughs> and by the way, when I, that, those days I was wearing PF flyers. Yes, that's and right. And then when I got and a little Keds. older, yes, then when I, and Keds, and then when I got a little older, it was Converse All Star Chuck Taylors. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And where I grew up, it was high top black or low top white. You did never mix that shit up. No, 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 no. Okay. No. Yeah, right. And then when we got a little older, they came out with these uh, shoes like Adidas and stuff, and the Puma with the uh, like the the yep. uh, they were like uh, suede almost. Yeah, exactly. Remember? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah and that yeah. was the shit to have. By the by the way, no no support or anything. No. In those things they were just flat. They no, were like just, wearing clown yeah. shoes. Exactly right. They still are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but those those were the days, and I think that's a lot of it that 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 taught me back then that when you have a common enemy. You all have to work together. And, you know, when you're poor and the government has its uh, foot on your throat and your bank book, you learn that the only way you're going to get together is and, and succeed is if you wipe away all of that, you know, religion and color and, and sexual persuasion. And don't get me wrong, we, we all we all called each other derogatory names and everything, but yeah, it was but an it was endearing all, it thing. Was, exactly right. It was an entirely different thing. Yeah. And it's those formative years where you learn about different cultures and shit. Absolutely. We all went over each other's houses. All, they were, all our mothers made food for one another. Yeah. It, was, it was just, we were brothers. Yeah, it's, uh, I've never seen it like this before i mean i could imagine no we haven't we haven't seen no it this, i can no. imagine during the 50s during martin luther king and malcolm x and everything it was probably bad right well it was, it was probably bad it was bad in the 30s i mean the last time this happened was in the 1930s where the socialists really were trying to take over and there were it was we we don't know what it was like because we did not live that 
uh, you know, maybe our parents did, but their their, their memories are, are faded. Um, but that's exactly what happened when, when, you know, radicals, radical socialists were taking over and, and they're trying to turn the, the, the U.S. Uh, and the world socialist and communist. It, it happened back then and it, and it failed. Um, I just think now that, um, you know, you're right with social media. I just think it's just a, it, it's, it's a, uh, I don't know, it's a, it's a plague on society. I don't, I don't subscribe to it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just so tired of it. It's the always the issue in the forefront. If you disagree with somebody, it's not because you disagree with their, with their concept or what they're espousing. It's because you disagree with them because of this color, religion, or sexual persuasion. Automa- it automatically goes right to that. Of course, because it's effective. Yeah, it's effective, and it, it, it's, the, it's the shock value, I guess. It's like, no, I disagree with you fundamentally on this. No, the, no. the way I interpret mm-hmm. the Constitution is that, oh, no, it's because they're black. Right. Oh, okay. Right. That's a, so no, I can only debate another white person, I, uh, gu- I guess. Yeah, MLK is rolling over in his grave. I, I will say it's been a little refreshing to be down here. I, I've noticed, even though the, the, the average age is, you know, 60s, 70s, Probably 80s or some people in good shape down here. I've seen a lot less Karens, you know. Yeah, right. Definitely a lot less young kids too, because you know everybody knows I like little kids uh, deep fried. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a panko, panko, panko is nice. Panko breading, maybe even a tempura, but that's another story for a little sauce day. on the side. Everybody knows when I did that 14 day survival course in Arizona where we were dropped in and all we had was our multi tool. And <laughs> at the end of the 14 days, there was 30 of us. And at the end of the 14 days, they only extracted 29 of us. One was never accounted for. And I was the only one who had gained weight. <laughs> that was just coincidental. <laughs> Everybody else lost like between 12 and 15 pounds. I gained four pounds. Well, you've got a different metabolism. <laughs> <laughs> I was never invited back to any of those no, again, I, by I, the way. I don't know why. That was like 1995 or six. <laughs> they've had them every year since then, and I never get invited back. I don't understand yeah. why. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just discriminatory. <laughs> you did so well that... Uh, I thought I overachieved by gaining weight. Yes, you did. You know what I mean? I was bragging and proud of it to all, every, all the other entries, and uh, they seemed to be looking down upon me. So anyway, I don't care. I did what I did, and I survived. Next time I bring in bread. <laughs> it never occurred to you the first time. I, I guess not. No, I mean, what, what's your tool you're bringing? Bread. Bread. <laughs> Bread. But everybody else is bringing a knife or a pan or a ball or a machete. Nope. I'm bringing four loaves of semolina Italian bread with bread. seeds. With seeds. That's right. Oh, 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 oh. Go to a restaurant last night. They bring yeah. out these French fries that are deadly. Oh, really? It comes with three sauces. A red one, an almost black one, and some other remoulade or something like that. So I said to the server, I said, what is this? She goes, that's ketchup and that's black ketchup. I said, what's in black ketchup? Sandy, they mix balsamic vinegar into the ketchup. Dude, it is deadly. Really? Oh, my God. If you like a little French fry with a little ketchup on it, everybody out there, try black ketchup. Hmm. Just put a little bit of, of course, I took a picture of it. Of course. Because I was afraid I'd lose the recipe. (laughs) 
I didn't want to lose the recipe. Um, You'd remember so yeah. one but not the other, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I just saw Cars.com. A Sunflower Yellow 1986 Mercury Grand Marquis. There you go. A Sunflower right Yellow with a Landau roof. You mean everybody there doesn't drive golf carts? Oh, in the communities, they all have their own golf carts. Yes. But out on the street, you got to have a Crown Vic or a Mercury or, or a, uh, a Lincoln Town Car, actually. <laughs> Uh, you'll see a couple other variations too, uh, but I do like the '90s Impalas or whatever. But yeah, almost every like where I'm staying in the community, they all have golf carts. So. Nice, which is kind of nice because I don't know what the drinking and driving laws are when you're on a golf cart. <laughs> well, you don't drink anyway. So no, I don't. But I'm just I was just curious. You yeah, know? like can you drink? Probably so. No. It's not a motor vehicle, right? So a judge in Illinois has ruled that a firearms ID card to possess guns in your house is unconstitutional. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. So our permitting scheme is very similar where we have the five 2A groups where if you donate to any of the five groups, every group you donate to will give you an entry to win my uh, seven-foot dory made by Henry Montferrant as the tip of the spear. We will autograph it, sign a pic, take a picture, and uh, post it and hang it up in the range. By the way, I'm adding that today. Um, so, and that'll be at the grand reopening when the when the new range opens, uh, probably around Fourth of July or so. Don't hold me to that, but it's a uh, ANJRPC. CNJFO, uh, NJ2AS, SAF, and Firearms Policy Conference. All five of those organizations uh, all are part of the lawsuit, which is unprecedented, where five 2A groups come together to get rid of New Jersey's permitting scheme. So continue to support those to support you. Make that donation. Send me a receipt. Anthony at Gun for Hire. Talk back at Gun for Hire Radio. It doesn't matter. And every receipt you send me, I will give you another entry into that some of these people are killing it you know uh i'm getting every day an email or two i donated another 10 bucks i donated another 25 dollars. so guess what <clears throat> i'm giving you credit for that that's another entry we're going to be using those and we're going to be using the poker chips we gave out when we uh when we uh reopen uh with the grand opening of the range next door so it'll be beautiful for everybody out there. Matt Beeb made three more donations. I think he's up to he's seven out of his eight. mind. <laughs> he, he, he's, God, he's God bless him though. He is great. And uh, you know, John Lapitano, who wrote that great article for Ammo Land, he wrote, Anthony, your contest works out great timing-wise. My membership to a few of the NJ2A orgs is coming up for renewal in the time window you have open for the contest. I've decided to spring for a three-year membership to ANJRPC. See attached. Oh, and let's effing go with the SCOTUS granting skirt uh, cert today. I have, I'm having a celebratory bourbon. Thank you for the second shout out on the uh, uh, on the show this week, you know how to make a paisan blush, Joe Lapitano. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. I don't blame you at all. So please send those donations in. Support those who support you. Do it. For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. 
As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra-wide ports so two people can stand side-by-side side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well-lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well-lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right, we have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. Look, before we get rolling, I just want to, in the spirit of keeping it in the family, uh, let everybody know that if you're looking for an escape of North Jersey or in the New York crowds and are looking for a home near the Jersey Shore and you want to get it before it goes on to the open market where it'll likely be snatched up in hours, you need to let me know. It's a beautiful, totally up-to-date, custom-built, five-bedroom, four-bath, 3,000-square-foot home with a separate guest suite plus a 2,000-square-foot, four-level outdoor living area. It's beautiful. It's set right in a park-like setting, surrounded by working farmland, yet it's only four minutes to the best beaches and boardwalk. A train to New York City uh, with free parking right at the station and almost instant access to every major highway. And if you like the outdoors, you're just minutes away from some of the best state and county parks with miles and miles of hiking and horse trails. It's ideally located, just a 40-minute drive to North Jersey. I make it to the PA border in 29 minutes, and it's just an hour to New York or Philly or Atlantic City. Every major access is right around the corner. And if you've got a plane, it's just a short bike ride to BLM Airport with a runway long enough to handle a 727-200. Look, it's a beautiful airport. I fly out of there all the time. It's really sweet, really nice. Easy access, in and out. 
the property is really unique, even for the area, which is unique unto itself. It's scheduled to hit the market on Memorial Day weekend. So look, please, if you're interested at all, I promise you this thing's going to be gone in hours like everything else that's going in the area. You got to reach out right away. You're really close to a lot of area gun clubs, including Central Jersey, which is only a couple of towns away. And for a couple looking for a forever home to raise their family, you couldn't ask for more. The school systems are magnificent, some of the best in the state. The beaches and open areas are magnificent, clean, and wonderful, and there's zero crime. I would love to keep this in the family. So email me at sandy at gunforhireradio.com if you're interested or know somebody who is, and I'll get them a packet of information out to them before it hits the open market. But you got to act quick. Like I said, it's scheduled to go on the open market on Memorial Day weekend, and Everything else in the area is only lasting a matter of hours, and there's multiple bidding wars going on. So let me know. Sandy at gunforhireradio.com. Anthony, take it away. So we're going to be raffling off. Uh, we're going to, anybody who's got the poker chips for each one reach one poker chips over the past three years at the range, bring those poker chips in when we announce the grand reopening of the new edition. And also keep making those donations to the two-way groups because we're going to have the drawing for that raffle the day of the grand opening. And the person, if they're there, is going to take a picture with me. We're going to sign that dory, and I'm going to give it to them. We're going to hang a picture in the range. The new range, we're going to have uh, 25 more ports, 15 ports, members-only range. All right, not members-only hours or members-only days or weeks. Members-only range, 15 ports. And we'll, now we'll have 23 ports for renters and non-members and six ports for uh, the 50-yard range. We are going to have pop-up quarantine crawl food every weekend. All of the quarantine crawl uh, businesses will be there. A large lounge and refreshment area, 220 parking spaces, and a lot of surprises, guys and girls. We're going to have a huge retail area. We are going to have a members buyers club. For range members, which you're not going to believe when I when I launch this uh, this training, that uh, this uh, special that's coming out, um, and uh, two more ranges means more meeting rooms, more uh, more classrooms, more training, and this is all phase one. Phase two is happening next year, where the second floor will be opening with two more ranges, party and event rooms, and a six thousand square foot members only range. Sweet. Okay, 6,000 square foot members only cigar lounge, excuse me. Uh, Marty's V Burger. Marty is uh, killing it all the time. Marty'sVBurger.com. Check out their chicken sandwich or his original fat and juicy burger. You can also pick his stuff up at Freakin' Vegans in Prospect Park on Freakin' Fridays. Do not forget Peter Tillum, NY TAC Defense. If you live anywhere in New York, you will get his insurance, his protection for $35 a month. You will get a discount if you use the promo code Gun for Hire. If you live in the other 49 states use code gun for hire for u.s law shield to get 10 percent off my friend my pal's book decoding firearms by john petrolino it's available on amazon as well as the range at the retail store 
Don't forget Evan Knappen, the Gun Lawyer Podcast, exposing the truth about the laws designed to strip you of your freedoms. The Quarantine Crawl page is killing it, ladies and gentlemen. 310 pro 2A businesses, products, services, as well as food. You will be meeting them all if you haven't visited them already when the new range edition is open. My book, Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, is available for pre-order. Crimeproofbook.com. Order it now and I will autograph it. If you wait until they come in, not so much. Everybody that's pre-ordering, thank you for your support and patience. It looks like the book will be dropping right around Memorial Day. When it does, you will be notified to come pick them up. You will be notified if it's shipping to you with tracking information, etc., etc. I can't uh, thank you all enough for your support. We have sold over 4,000 books, Sandy. Jeez, that's okay. great. Crime proof. Think like a criminal and beat them at their own game. 304 pages of valuable information protecting your most valuable assets, you and your family. Super secret list. Sign me up at gunforhireradio.com because we will be getting bumped eventually. Do not forget the Mama Yolanda discount. And Jay Factor is from New Jersey Firearms Owner Syndicate is working on some serious, serious stuff. So while we're we're talking about crime proof and since i'll be flying home never um did i say that <laughs> okay here's some excerpts from my book here's airport and airplane safety when travel this is right out of crime proof by the way when traveling by air you're essentially completely disarmed air travelers have very few options when it comes to defending themselves in an airport or a plane one thing you can have with you is a tactical pen, all right? And there's all different kinds of tactical pens on the market. You want to make sure your pen is not the, one of the ones that has a DNA collector. You don't want to have a pen that has a real sharp tip uh, or uh, on the top end. You don't want to have one that says Uzi on it. And you don't want to have one with a glass break detector. That's the one they took away from me in France. Okay? Yeah, right, right. Honestly, a standard ballpoint pen can be used for self-defense. You and I know that, right, yeah, absolutely, Sandy? Absolutely, yes. But if you're looking for something with a bit more teeth, you know, go tactical. Schrade makes a great pen, S-C-H-R-A-D-E. They make a couple of different tactical pens, and it just says Schrade on it. It doesn't say, uh, you have to be leery. You don't want to really have a tactical pen that says Smith & Wesson or, or Uzi on yeah, it. Right, because, right. you know, again... Oh, I know my rights. I know my law. Okay, so it's real easy. TSA says we take it away and you get on the plane or you keep it and you don't get on the plane. Right, and they sell it at auction, yep. Correct. So it's it's up to you. You you choose where you want to fight. Right. Okay? Uh, you know, some people travel with the with ones with the menacing tip and they get through. I always make sure my tactical pen, I make sure the ink works. Okay? Right, yes. Because uh, I've had it overseas where they've checked the pen to make sure it writes. All right? Another thing that you can have that is great, uh, Sandy, you wear support socks when you, when, when you fly, right? I do. So have an extra pair in your carry-on bag or your Merce or your pack safe, all right? A lot of people uh, will carry a baseball, a hardball that was signed by a few team players or signed by yourself. You can have that in your bag. If you don't want to have that in your bag, you can use a actual can of soda or a bottle of water. And what you do is you slide that into one of the socks, and now you've made a flail, a 21st century flail. Yeah, Just perfect. imagine one of those short bottles of water slidden into uh, a knee-high nylon sock and you swing it and hit somebody in the head. Imagine if it was a baseball. Right. Imagine if it was a can of 
Coke. If you ask the uh, flight attendant to give you a uh, can of Sprite and don't open it. Right. Imagine the damage you can do with that. All right. So that's something that you might want to consider. Uh, and, you know, I just I'm always keeping my uh, my uh, situational awareness up. I'm always scanning and everything. You know, I travel with my pack safe bag. And in my pack safe bag, I have my pen. I have my medications that I need for the entire trip, and I always double my medications. Right, Sandy? We talk about that all yes, the time. Always. If you're going to be gone for seven days, I bring 14 days medication, yes. and that's in my pack safe. Right. That is not going to be in my check luggage because if they lose my luggage, mm. I, I, and I don't even want to put. If I have a carry on that I'm going to put in the overhead bin, I don't even want it there. I want it in my pack yeah, safe. Exactly right. right. Yeah. Now, when you get into an airport, <clears throat> remember the most. The most dangerous part of an airport is before the TSA checks. Now, this is not to say once you're past the TSA check, you're, you're in like Flint, okay? But what you want to do is you, you want to get past any security checks as soon as possible when you're boarding a flight because that's usually where bombs are exploded because they haven't gone through any checkpoints or terrorist attack because they haven't been able to slip through a checkpoint. So I have clear and I have uh, global entry, which is like TSA pre. It's I know it costs some money and it could be a nuisance to go, but let me tell you something. I go to Newark Airport, Tracy and I, when we flew here, the, it was a shit show. It was a Saturday morning. We walked up to the clear thing. You look in it. It reads your eyes. The lady that's there walks you right to the TSA pre-line, and she tells the TSA pre-officer, you're good, and you go right through security. Nice. No shoes off, no belt off, no removing laptops, anything else like that. Literally, the line for regular TSA pre was 100 deep, and the regular non-TSA was 500 deep. And Tracy and I were on the other side of security in less than four minutes. Wow. What is my health and life worth, right? Right. So when you get out of an airport... You want to get the hell out as soon as possible. When you get out of a plane, it's not time to dilly-dally. You need to get right down to the belt where the luggage is coming out because this is where luggage is stolen. Someone will walk up, pretend to look at the tag on your bag, and wheel out with it, all right? Many people have gotten their bags stolen because they got to the belt late before uh, they got to the belt after the bag started coming out, and their bag never comes out because it came out and it got stolen. Right. So I always make it right down, and my goal is the second we get our bags, we get the hell out of the airport, whether you're going to the rental cars. Now, I use a couple of different rental car companies, and uh, I upgrade it with them by giving them all my information. So like National, I don't have to stop at the office. I can just grab any car in the aisle and pull away. And go right through the little toll booth thing, show them my ID, and continue to go. I know it sounds crazy, ladies and gentlemen, but your goal is to get the hell out of the airport. You're a soft target. Right. All right? There's, so get the hell out of the airport. And as far as luggage goes, I don't own any black luggage. All my luggage is bright colors. Every 90% of the populace owns black luggage. Right. Okay? Yeah. My international bag is red. My carry-on Pelican case bag is red. Guess what color mine is? What color? Orange. Right. Orange. I, yeah. Of course. He's easy. Uh, so orange is the way to go because when it's you can pick it out easily. Oh, because yeah. everybody's bag is black. Yep. 
All right, so these are just some safety tips that I cover in the book. There's, there's literally hundreds, if not thousands more in, in the book, and I want all of you to check it out. So it's crimeproofbook.com. Let's go back to uh, the madness that is New Jersey. So it looks like we got some musical chairs with the census, Sandy. Uh, there's going to be uh, some uh, changes. New York, by 84 people, lost a house seat, Sandy. <sighs> Maybe if Cuomo didn't kill all those seniors, they yeah, wouldn't maybe. have lost the yeah. house seat, right? right? He, yeah, because he... Uh, <laughs> I don't so, know if they would have voted for him, though. But. Uh, they definitely wouldn't have voted for him. But, yes, yeah, so Texas will receive two more congressional seats next year. Oh, I, I bet you they all came from, from... New York and California. California, New York. And five states, Florida, North Carolina, Colorado, Montana, and Oregon, will gain one congressional seat. Boy, that's weird. Funny how those states are all have something in common. And New York, California, Illinois, Michigan, Ohio, and Pennsylvania will each lose a seat. <laughs> Not New Jersey, and, though. Nope, nope. And but but soon. By the well, New Jersey can't lose a seat because Murphy has been making sure we have an influx of illegals to keep the numbers up. Oh, that's true. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, and California, the most populous U.S. state, lost the congressional seat for the first time in its hundred and seventy year history. Because <laughs> they I, all moved to South Carolina, Florida, uh, North Carolina. Uh, yeah. So it's interesting. It shows the, the flow of people moving. The problem is those people are going to move and they're going, what are they going to do? Uh, they're going to do exactly what they did back there. Create another utopia. And, Correct. And vote the same way. So it's going to be interesting to watch the recall with Gavin Newsom. Uh, we tried to recall Murphy once, and then they tried again a second time, and uh, it didn't. It didn't really happen. Yeah, right, you know, right. it, it didn't happen. You know, in New Jersey, they just gave a guy fifty-seven months in prison for unlawfully possessing a machine gun. Okay, a f machine gun. Uh, sh I thought it was twenty-five years in prison for a machine gun. By the way, no, no, I, I don't know yeah, how, it they, was, it was, how they it was, wound up with. 57 months? Yeah. Yeah, they used a Ouija board. Oh, that's... <laughs> You're getting 57 months. Uh, by the, the way... The wheel on uh, the boardwalk. <laughs> one of my guys, Joe Babe, uh, he's been waiting in Saddlebrook for months and months and months for his FID card. Turns out the police chief has been suspended, so there's no one there to sign FID cards. What town is this? Saddlebrook. Oh, man. So, see, you, when you have no one to sign the permits, you don't process the people's no, why permits. Why should you do that? It's only just a, you know, constitutional right. So, the Supreme Court and 42 other states are making sure people can have the right, the Second Amendment right to own guns and stuff. And I want to discuss uh, Murphy's Law in New Jersey. You know, Murphy's re-running for governor, mm. re-election. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have been criticizing Murphy's uh, eight new gun laws because they realize it's not going to do anything to address the crime and rising homicide trends that are happening in New Jersey. Like, that's any uh, news to us. Right, right, exactly. Okay, people are being mugged and killed behind him at his press conference in Newark, <laughs> and he's going to make it harder for a law-abiding citizen to exercise the Second Amendment. Right. 
It has nothing to do with bail reform, catch and release, and a revolving door criminal justice nothing system. At all, no, 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 no. Flooding the, uh, flooding the state with illegals who are, you correct. know, you know on, on every watch list in the world. So here's a breakdown of some of them. Bill A5030 would allow people to buy guns only after completing a safety course approved by the head of the state police. This is so unconstitutional. But retired cops and veterans who were honorably discharged would be exempt. <laughs> okay. Okay, why, why is that? I have no idea. Why, because a DD-214 says that you uh, know how to handle a uh, firearm? I, I, I guess. Might, maybe. Another one is to require gun safes. Okay, would mandate storing the firearm with a trigger lock in a securely locked box or con container. We already have that law, by the way. Excuse me. This is duplicate. And uh, the assembly approved that, 54 to 18, by the way. This is what happens when you have a supermajority. Yeah, you know? right. So right. when you aren't using your gun, it would mandate storing the firearm with a trigger lock and in a securely locked box or container. So you have to store your gun with the trigger lock and the, it has in, to be in yes. a box or container. Right. So if somebody breaks in, you have to ask for a timeout. Yeah, I got to get, wait, I have to open this. Now I have to open that. Hold on. Could you hold this, please, while I do this? The next one is a transaction for all ammunition. Okay. Companies would have to develop an electronic tracking system without it within a year to pass the information to the state police. So we're going to track all oh. ebb and flow of ammo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good luck. That's going to happen. The next one is that you have to be 21 to buy a rifle, shotgun, or ammunition instead of 18. Okay. Uh, I'm totally against this. Of course, the Giffords Law Center is loving this. Of all right? course they are. Uh, the next one we talk about is license plates for ammunition, where they want to have some kind of thing on the firing pin, micro stamping or something, uh, which would all criminals then would switch to uh, revolvers probably, or uh, commit a crime and then replace the firing pin. Or just go um, out and get a $2 nail file and... Oh, oh, that makes sense too. The next one I love is we're gonna. He wants to ban fifty caliber firearms to prevent people from continuing shooting down planes. Okay, well, you know it is dangerous here. They're dropping out of the sky. Correct. Like, that, uh, that one's coming. Uh, new residents and guns. This was that big loophole that if you move into the state, registering your guns that are uh, Jersey compliant uh, would now be mandatory because we know so many people move into the state with their guns from other states and commit crimes with them, said no one ever. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. I, I don't know, understand this. The biggest one, though, of all of them is liability for gun companies. All right. Making it easier to sue the gun companies when a gun is used in a crime. Just and we use the analogy all the time. So if you're in an accident with your Lincoln Town Car, you sh Ford should be responsible for that accident. Absolutely. Sure. OK. And Smith and Wesson should be responsible for that accident. Of course, now, in addition to the eight bills, Murphy also pitched spending an extra $10 million on community organizations that work to prevent violence. And, of course, $2 million on the Gun Violence Research Center at Rutgers. That's the one Gianni Pirelli, Dr. Pirelli, has been watching so closely because the, they're just using that money uh, for an anti-gun agenda. And they're not doing anything to address suicides or crime with guns. All that Michael Antisis is, or whatever his name is, all he does is use this platform. It's supposed to be an independent body and he uses it to constantly attack gun people and not criminals so it's all a farce and we're paying for it
We're paying for it. Absolutely, we are. I am so tired of corporatism in this country. I am so tired of the elites telling us what to do. So many companies are now woke, and they're giving us their crap. And because, you know, we have, what do we have, six or seven, maybe ten people tops that run the entire country now? Yeah. Under corporatism? Right, exactly, right. All right, and people better be careful with this because back in the day, politicians worked hand-in-hand hand with corporations to form this country, so to speak. Now the corporations are basically dictating to the politicians what they are going to do, what they will do, and what they won't do. And if you don't like it, we will cut your funding and donations. We will attack you. We will change the Google searches that when someone searches your name when you're running for higher office, nothing will come up or only negative stuff will come up. Yeah. So basically, they are basically basically holding our government hostage, like Jeff Bezos and the dirty hippie from Twitter and the uh, booster seat bitch from Facebook and uh, the other guy from Google. They are running everything. You're absolutely right. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. And all the elitists are leftists. There's no elitists that are on the right. We don't have a Bloomberg. We don't have a nanny Bloomberg on our side. The last one we had was Sheldon Adelson, and he passed away. Right, you know, he would right. donate millions and millions of dollars to the pro-gun cause and the NRA and stuff. We don't have anybody left. We are, we are screwed, Sandy. Yeah, we are. I, 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 you know, it's dwindling now, and these companies have so much power. You know, it's like back to the Roman Empire. They're basically the Senate, and they can do whatever the hell they want. And it's it's bad. We're we're stuck in this in this crux here, where you know we're we're constantly being force fed the news in in a certain way, in a, in a in a certain framing of the wording, making us guilty of our privilege or this and that. I mean, Biden is going to slam us with capital gains tax and income tax, and you know so many taxes and stuff has gone up tremendously since oh, he's yeah. taken office. And again, he wants another. Another two trillion, right? I don't understand how this is ever going to work out well. It's going to be six trillion total. We've printed you know, forget more your grandchildren. Oh, yeah, forget it. We've printed more fiat currency than any other any other country in the history of the world in the last year, and it started with Trump. Yep. Of course, Trump was the same thing. Don't tell me that we're not going to uh, see hyperinflation. Oh, it absolutely has to happen. Look at Zimbabwe. Look at everywhere it's ever been tried. It doesn't end well. But I'll tell you right now, what's going to happen is they're going and they're starting already. They're they're starting with the digital U.S. dollar. And they're making it uh, an incentive to try to get rid of Bitcoin and everything else. And what will happen is the only way they're going to do it is to reset. You'll be given a certain period of time to turn in your regular dollars for digital U.S. currency. Um, and then it will start to dwindle. And I guarantee you when, when you have to turn it in, it will not be dollar for dollar. They will do some sort of sliding scale. The more money you have, the less money you'll get. It's the oh, only way boy, they're going to be able to do fun. it. Yeah, and it, it it can happen literally overnight. So all that money you got in, in your mattress, uh, that's going to be basically useless. Did you see um, that New York City cop that was uh, run over? That um, was horrible. He that was, was hit. just she uh, was drinking while filming a podcast. 
drinking and, and doing drugs drinking. too, right? Yeah. She, I don't know about the drugs, but she was doing shots of vodka. She was doing about 70 miles an hour. She cut his leg, one leg right off. Well, she, there was, she didn't even put on the brakes. And she, and she said just before that, that F the police and, um, you know, we should go out and kill police. And she basically did. Yeah, and then she was apologizing for it. Oh, yeah, what, of course. What, yeah. what, oh, well, you I'm know, so sorry. We, we, we need to stop all of this, the attacks on the police, with the, stop, the attacks on law enforcement. We need to focus on the politicians. We need to focus on the divisive people in, in, our, in our country uh, now because it's, uh, it's, it's getting to this boiling point here. Uh, you know, and again, everything is politicized, which is horrible. Uh, I saw the Grammys uh, had nine million. Was it the Grammys or the Academy Awards? Sorry, the Academy Awards had nine million viewers, down from uh, forty-three million last year. Good. When you politicize everything, you alienate everybody. So the only people that are watching, the ten million people that watch the Academy Awards, are, are their themselves. Base. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Them. <laughs> Them. So when you politicize everything, it gets to this point. Like, how many of you listening to the show are tired of everything being politicized? Yeah, exactly. You can't go to a concert. You can't go to a sports venue. Normally, back in the day, you would do this stuff to get away from the pressure of the mm -hmm. politics, right? right? Now, when you go, you're just immersed in it even more. Comedians don't tell jokes anymore. No, nobody's funny anymore. You can't be. Nobody, you can't, well, A, you're not allowed because right. of you know, cancel culture. But B, it's, it, you, what happens is comedians don't realize it now. When you're doing a skit and your audience is applauding you and not laughing, you're not a comedian. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly Everybody right. is a political activist today. Right. Listen, I've been doing this a long time, fighting for our 2A and our civil rights here. I get the disgust level sometimes, man. I mean, I've been attacked so much. Like I said, I can, you know, denied membership to clubs and organizations. <laughs> That's and, true. And attacked, but You've been denied never, memberships to 2A organizations. Yes. I've never seen it this bad. I, I've, I've just never seen it this bad, and I feel bad for, for the younger kids. I mean, me, I'm 60 and looking to someday retire. You know, I, I just I don't, I don't see any end to it. But we all of us need to stop this madness, you know? It's almost like we're headed like for re-education camps or something. It's horrible. It's in our future. Uh, well, we're already being re-educated by the media. That's exactly everything right. Is, everything is a narrative, yep. you know. The the nerve going full circle to Senator Tim Scott, Uncle Tim. The nerve, the nerve. I think he's one of three African American senators, and I applaud anybody of color that faced diversity and worked their way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. Even Thurgood Marshall, who was a lib. Right, right. Thurgood Marshall to work his way up from the 40s and 50s and become the first African-American Supreme Court justice. I hold him in almost as high as regard as Thomas. And the only reason why I nudged him out a little bit by Thomas is because Thomas and I share the same views. Right. But I give Marshall props for going that high up into the... Specter, I'm ready. F I've been ready for an African American president, vice president, female African American minority. I don't care if your views match mine. I'm voting for you. I don't care. Exactly. I've been ready forever for that. Exactly, but that's not the way it is anymore. It's no longer a meritocracy. It is 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 based on, and you know, and again, it's all based on uh, politics, identity politics. It's just not good for. People, period. 
I, I just we shouldn't have to apologize for everything. Let's work together. Remember that feeling we felt on uh, September twelfth, two thousand one. Right, exactly. Remember that for you out there, you you older people out there. Remember that feeling we felt where we were all on the same team fighting for one cause. It has degraded since that point in droves. In no time okay. at all. Horrible, Sandy. Talk about your. Uh, Charity, please. We are raising funds to provide care to homebound veterans, and I assure you every single penny will to go to provide care to a homebound veteran, far too many of which are suffering in silence. Look, guys, many of these people have no friends left, no family nearby, so getting a visit from a visiting nurse or healthcare aide once a week or a day or two to an adult daycare center means the world to them. Takes about a hundred bucks a day to provide care, but anything you can do—five bucks, ten bucks, anything at all—is greatly appreciated. I do want to say thank you to all of those guys who have been donating. The place to go to join us is GoFundMe.com and search for VHS of Ocean County. VHS of Ocean County. Anthony, anything else to say? Yeah, maybe I'll come back. Maybe I won't, bitches. <laughs> well, <laughs> it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a counterthink media production. The music used in this podcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our Florida-bound show host, Master <laughs> Trainer Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew here at Gun for Hire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. Please, each one, reach one, spread the word about this show. It always helps getting new people to listen. Love you guys. See you next week. 